0: Are you ready to go into God's word. I can't hear you. In, this service is a very, very special service because it is from this service that a lot of millionaires are going to be raised for Christ. God is going to deposit something in your spirits that will make you a man, that will make you a woman of value. Yes sir. He's going to deposit something in your service. And we have always said that the service that a person misses is the service they need the most. And um, thank God you came. Praise God. What I mean by what I've said is that what you'll get from this service will be far much more than what you spent coming here. I understand you spent something coming, but you understand that it was worth spending. Praise God. There are three main things that I'm going to share with you in this service um, that will help you function about the system of this world, what we call the harmonic system. Number one, you will learn about making or rather managing your finances, God's way. And secondly, you will learn how to give God the 100% returns on his investments. Here you will learn that God is an investor, is a businessman. And that what you study from Genesis to Revelation is about God and his business deals. And you will learn a lot about that. Then you also learn about making eternal uh, things that have eternal value. How to uh, invest in eternity. So it's going to be an exciting one. I'd like us to get started quickly. Managing your finances God's way. Number one, uh, in order for you to manage finances God's way, you have to learn to save. So you may call it savings. You have to think about your savings. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Now, I'm not putting this in their order of importance. I want to explain it this way. Number one, you have to think about servants. And I'd like us to go to Proverbs 21 and verse 20. And I'm going to read from several versions to explain the word of God to you. Proverbs 21 and verse 20. From the New Living Translation, the Bible says, The wise have wealth and luxury. Not everyone, he says the wise have wealth and luxury. Now listen to this. But fools, say fools. <laughs> say it louder. <laughs> he says, but fools spend whatever they get. Okay, I need to read it again. He says, the wise have wealth and luxury. When you look at the wise, he says you find that they have wealth. You find that they have luxury. He says, but a fool spends whatever he gets. Say amen if you're still here. Has this statement studied on a good note? He says, the one who spends whatever he gets is a fool. It doesn't matter that what he gets is a hundred quarter. If he spends all of it, he's a fool, according to the scripture. He says, a fool spends whatever he gets. Let me give it to you from the King James Version. Uh, technical team, if you can work on uh, that echo system. From 21, verse 20, from the KJV, he says there is treasure to be desired, treasure to be desired, and oil in the dwelling of the wise. What do you have in your house that is desirable, valuable? What do you have in your life that is valuable? He says there is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise now listen to this but a foolish man spendeth it up a foolish man spends it all up let me give it to you from the living bible now when you look at it from the living bible i know you'll begin to save from today (laughs) the living bible puts it this way the wise man saves for the future say i am wise that means you can't continue living foolishly the wise man saves for the future but the foolish man spends whatever he gets if he gets a 10,000 quantity today all of it will finish all of it you buy things he doesn't even need he'll finish all of it it is the wise man saves for the future So that tomorrow there will be something. He would take what he has received today, part of it, and send it to his tomorrow. So that when he reaches tomorrow, there is something already saved for that particular day. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Now I know that some people will say ah what I get, Pastor, is not a, it's not the Lord. When I start getting uh fifty thousand, then I, at least I'll start saving them. No, 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 no. The Bible tells us that if you spend whatever you get, it doesn't matter how much it is, you're not wise. You get a hundred save. From that hundred, separate, take a side, maybe a ten quarter and save it. That's what the scripture says. That's what God expects you to do. Managing finances this way. It is a safe. We have savings accounts, but we're not using them for their purpose. They are spending accounts. Hallelujah. We just put money there, and then we, psh, 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 you spend all of it. Right now, if I were to ask you, how much money do you have? No, you, how much money do you have? That has not been originally budgeted for. Budgeted, how much do you have? Not that one you need to pay a rent. Not that one you need to use for this and that. I mean the money that you have separated for your things. How much do you have? If you have nothing, I feel sorry for you. The Bible says you're not walking in wisdom. Read that scripture for me. I want you to read it loud. I want you to. Go. The wise man saves for the future. I'll read the last part of that verse. But who? I'll read that part again. But who? Again, I did not hear you. But who? Now, say this. I refuse to be a fool. I refuse to be a fool. So, the Bible shows you who is a fool and who is not a fool. Financially. He tells us that in the house of the wise, there is always something the house of the ones. What does the Bible tell us about money? He says, riches are the ransom of the man's soul. That means that there are certain things, certain challenges that will rise that will require money, and if you don't have it, you're in trouble. There are certain people who had medical issues because they did not have money they lost their loved ones. They did not have money Said that they couldn't use money to help them. And their own faith was not strong enough to handle that situation so the person died. They were not wise. And then they see such things and begin to blame God. God, why have you taken this person? God has not taken the person. If you had the right money available, that person would not have died. And apart from money, if you had invested, that in enough faith for such a circumstance. Because when you talk about money, don't think of these notes. Money is beyond that. Money is purchasing power. Anything that can get you something is money. That means that faith is also a currency. Faith is money. As a matter of fact, what we call money can also be bought. You can use your faith to buy money. You he didn't hear what I said? He said, "Come and buy without money." As I think, the Bible talks about that: buy without money. So there are things that money, this money we have, quarters and dollars, that will help you get. But there are things that only wisdom, the wisdom of God, will help you get. And that wisdom of God is expressed through faith. That wisdom of God is the word of God in you. That is why we give you messages that may not deal with your current situation, but they are deposited in in your spirit. They are packed in the spirit, in your spirit for a future use. And if you miss them, you know, a lot of times when people are writing notes, they only write those things that that talk to their situation in the present. They only write those things that they will spend in the now. They are not wise. We may be talking about marriage and you're not married. They write it down. When you get married, you will need these words. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? So you write it down, and then there are those who just listen. That means that you are you are spreading everything you are getting. You are not saving anything. When you are writing notes, you are saving for future use. Yes. Yes, Alright. Number two. So you're going to save, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Starting from this week you are going to say don't save in airtel money when you need bundles you will use that money <laughs> open a proper account for your savings put the money you're going to spend in such mobile money uh, <laughs> vehicles number two spendings and i want us to read first timothy 6 verse 17 so your savings then your spendings what you're going to use there are things that you need to use your money for. And look at the scripture. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high man, they don't trust men, riches. but look at this. But in the living God, who does what? Giveth us richly all things. To do what? So everything he gives us is not to be saved. There is part of what he gives us that we must use for our enjoyments. You get the food that you like. Praise God. <laughs> you get a bed that when you sleep on that bed you are comfortable don't impoverish yourself by sending everything to the future he says he gives us all things richly to enjoy lift your right hand say father thank you for you are giving me money to enjoy are you not telling me this service is prophetic these are not mere declarations you are making yesterday i know there are some of you who have been buying things you don't enjoy you don't enjoy the clothes you wear you don't enjoy the shoes you wear you wish you're not wearing them but these are the only ones you have you don't enjoy the food you eat but god says that you put your trust in him not in mammon you have things given to you richly abundantly for your enjoyment Hallelujah. number three investments so your savings your spending, your investments. Oh, glory. Proverbs 27 and verse 25 from the Passion Translation. It says, Take care of your responsibilities and be diligent in your business. That already suggests something. It suggests that God expects you to have a business. Did you hear that? <laughs> Therefore, if you don't have a business, The power of God is present in his service today to enable you to have one. You may be working, you need to have a business. Everyone here should have a business. Before the end of this year, you must have a business. Say good amen. I have a well-paying job, well-paying job. The Bible says your business day. And I will show you more scriptures. This is just the beginning part. If you have a business, according to the scripture, you are still small. <coughs> that is somewhere he expects you to start. A business. A business. Now he tells you something, he says, take care of your responsibilities. Don't just pray, oh God, bring customers. You have responsibilities to take care of in running that business. The environment of the business, the, the value and the quality of the things that you are selling, in that business, it's a take care of your responsibilities and be diligent. That means work at your best, be at your best. Give people what is worth for the money they're giving you. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Yes, sir. Be excellent in business, stand out in business, work on proper packaging. Not someone comes to buy something from you, you eat. they have to hold it in their hands, they have to carry. It Carry it everywhere they go. Why don't you work on proper packaging? You can go and have plastics printed out with your business name and phone number. Wherever they go with that plastic bag, because they're going to reuse the plastic and get advertisements for your business. Doesn't no matter how small it is, start from there. Take care of your responsibilities and be diligent in your business. What will happen? And you will have more than enough, mm-hmm. an abundance of food. Come on here, clothing and plenty for your household Now, see foolishness. Let me show you foolishness. You get money, you use it to buy clothes. You have no business otherwise. No the Bible says, "In start a business. From the business, get money for food. From your business, get money for clothes." From your business, get plenty for your house. Proverbs 24, verse 27. I'm going to read from the CEV. Are, are you getting what the Spirit of God is saying yes, to you this morning? Yes, CEV. Proverbs 24, verse 27. Get your fields. Now, I want you to notice the not your fields. Fields, you may be a journalist, that's your field, but God is saying you must have fields. You may be selling Sanauna, that's your field, but God is saying you must have fields, you must diversify. He says, get your fields, not one field ready and plant your crops. So, what is he telling you about? Prepare for investments, invest. And then he says, do this before doing what? Yes, Starting a home. Yes, before you start thinking about marriage, he says, do this. Yes, marriage is not about age, it's about readiness. Yes, the scripture says, unless you do this, you're not ready for marriage. Yes, sir. Come on now. Yes, sir. Uh, Announcement. Right. I, I think I should marry. You are still being kept, Mister Thirty Years Old. The Bible says you are not ready. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank God for people like Adam. Adam had a proper parents. You know what his parents did for him? Invested in a business for him. He's nice. The bible says God planted a garden, what are you doing, seed is going into the ground, seed is investment Because it brings forth a greater return, it brings forth more than what you are putting, that's an investment So God invested in a business and God gave Adam the business, Adam started working in that business, then God said you need a wife now if your mother and your father did not do that don't blame them we are coming out from a lot of things you've got to do it for yourself you should make up your mind that your children by the time they get to be 25 they get to start inheriting businesses for you not when you leave this world you see what a lot of people do it is after they die that wealth is being distributed to their children be like david david put a crown on his son's head before he died. They did not wait for David to die before Solomon could be put in the place of kings. David put a crown on Solomon before he died. He saw his own son become a king. He saw his own son take over the kingdom. Glory. Glory, son. These are goals you should start making. By the time my, by the time my son is 25, he should have a business to inherit from two. He should learn to do the things that I'm doing. By the time I'm 25, my daughter should have a business to inherit. A proper business. But your daughter gets married. And then now she has to struggle. You said because she is a woman, she needs a man to take care of her. The Bible did not say, he who finds a dependence finds a good thing. Bible says a wife, and she's called a helper, not dependent. Helper. That means she's bringing something to the table. Helper, not dependent. If you're sitting next to a woman, tell them, helper, not dependent. (laughs) Tell them again, helper, helper,
1: (laughs) not dependent.
0: I I am now 27. There's no one to marry me. What are you?
1: What? No. what are
0: you doing? No, when I when I when I get a husband, I will build him up and we'll prosper together. Oh, but before you start talking about that, what are you doing? If you are not faithful with your own life, why should God trust you with another life? If you're not doing anything to show that you are a capable helper? Why should you give you a why should God give you a greater responsibility of helping someone else who is doing something? It doesn't make sense. Right. There are prayers that go to Lord answer oh, wow. Because you have asked a miss. No, the Bible says you ask, you have not, because you ask a miss that you may use it to your own last. In other words, when you are praying for marriage, you're only praying for something that will benefit only you. You have asked a miss. Meaning what? God is looking at his son also. What will my son benefit from this daughter of mine? If there is zero benefit, God will say, "My son, look somewhere else." She is beautiful, but you've got to look somewhere else. Beauty is not enough. Beauty fades. She is prayerful, but you've got to look somewhere else. Until she becomes a woman of value, she cannot be a virtuous wife. So, man, he says before you get think start starting a home, get your fields ready and plants. Don't say I want someone I can, uh, we can be poor together and grow and rich together. It's not scripture.
1: <laughs>
0: My daughter is telling you he wants to marry you. Ask him how much do you have. This is scripture. Where are you taking me? To- What is there? What help do you need? And then he tells you this, that, this, that, and you find that you're overqualified. He's not the one. <laughs> you have too much on your resume, on your CV for this. Give it to me from the Living Bible. Look at look at scripture. The, the Bible is amazing. Look, read it for me. Want to go? Develop your business first. Before what? I've not hear you. Read it again. Do what? Develop your business first. He said, I want to build a house, then I'll start a business. You're not worried, The scripture says, first, work your business. Develop it. I want you to notice something, he doesn't say before you buy land, huh? yeah, yeah. buy land now, yes, sir. he's talking about building, building is another thing, you can buy land now, why now, because tomorrow it will be more expensive, yes, sir. so it will save your will to buy now, there is a saying that people say, he says don't wait to buy land, buy land and wait. So you get the land now, but then you start a business, you develop it. From that business, you'll be able to build. Jesus said this concerning building. He said, it is not wise for a man to start building a tower who has not sat down first to see if he has enough to finish. Not to see if he has enough to start, to see if he has enough to finish. He said, because if he doesn't see that he has enough to finish and the begins, you'll become a laughing stock. Men will say, look at this man, he started building, but he did not manage to finish. (laughs) Praise God. Give it to me from the ERV. Look at the order. The same chapter, same verse. Proverbs 24, 27. First, get your females ready. Next, plant your crops. And then... So what happens, if you want to fast forward this thing, or you want to skip these steps, you know what happens, you, you build a shoddy house, something that is not valuable, something that you have to demolish tomorrow, you are wasting resources. The scripture says, investment first, and then he says, build your house. Say amen. 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 Are you getting blessed? Yes, sir. yes sir. So you must start thinking business. Number four, your givings. I should have put these first, but I think uh, you have received a lot of information about them, so I decided to put them last on this list. Proverbs 28 verse 20, it says life's blessings, life's blessings, to the honest and faithful person, meaning that they feel such a person, life's blessings. But then he says, but punishment lays down upon the greedy and dishonest. The guy who is greedy is a guy who does not give. The guy who is faithful is a person who attains to God's instructions. And here we are talking about finances, so he's dealing with faithfulness in that area. Let me show you why your giving should come first. Each time you get money, why this should be number one. Before you think about your savings, before you think about your investments and your spendings, why this should be number one. Haggai chapter 1, I want us to read from verse 2. There is a scripture that would have been, oh, there it is. Let's read it together. One to go. That the Lord, all powerful, had said to them and to the people, you say this isn't the right time to build a temple for me huh? but is it the right for you to live in expensive houses while a temple is in a power of ruins come on here look at what is happening these people are focusing on their lives they are saying you know god said we should develop our businesses we should build our houses but then god says i didn't say my temple should come last you are saying once we develop these things, once we work on businesses, we'll be able to keep to the house of God. We'll be able to save well in the house of God. God is saying your priorities are going to be cast. He said, is it time for you to live in expensive houses while I temple is our ruins? Just look at what's happening. Now, see what happens when your orders are of priority and is best. See what happens. When you put this light or you remove it from these four principles I've given you, see what happens. Verse 6, you harvest less than your plants. That's what? Loss on your investments. You harvest less than your plants. You never have enough to eat or drink. Hmm? You, your clothes don't keep you warm. Read for me the last one of that verse. One to go. Go again, and what? <laughs> your wages are still in of holes. Your wages, your salaries, it says they go down the drain, of holes. You don't see where your money goes. I've had people say this many times. I don't know, Pastor, I just don't know. I don't know where my money goes. I, I know how much I'm getting, but I can't see what it is doing. And it's because you have not prioritized your givings. Above your savings, your investments, and your spendings. You have not prioritized that. You have thought it's not important. Let's read on. Think about what I have said. But first, go to the hills and get wood for my temple. First. He says, first. Do this first. He says, so I can have pride in it and be worshipped there. He says, first, build my temple. It's like what Jesus said, seek first, first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added. The work of God must come first. My givings must come first. Look at verse 9. You expected much, but received only a little. And when you brought it home, listen to this, and this is God, not even mammon, this is God speaking. He says, I made that little disappear. Okay, did you hear that? Let me read it from verse 9. You expected much, but received only a little. And when you brought it home, I made that little disappear. Why have I done this? It is because you hurry off to build your own houses while my temple is still in ruins. <laughs> Misplaced priorities. And yet you are busy praying, oh God, give me money. Oh God, oh, God. oh God. You said you supply all my needs. you will say, go and keep that chapter again. The people I said I would supply all their needs had put my needs first. The needs for my house. The Philippians, the ones that Paul wrote to in Philippians 4.19, when you read from verse 13, he says, no church has communicated to me as concerning giving and blessings but you only. Then he says in verse 19, I'm going to supply all your needs. Huh? You say God is able to make all grace available He says, no, but you must read the verse before that one says God loves his shape give giver. You misplace this. Look at what happens. Let's read the following verse. Verse 10. That's why my temple, that's also why uh, verse 10, that's also why the dew doesn't fall. And your harvest fails, God is explaining to them why their businesses are failing. Why they are prayerful but things are not working in their finances. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 11 let together. One to go. And so, uh huh. That's my command. Did you see that? Everything will become what? Ah, uh-huh, go on. Your farmland, right masters, your variant, and pastures, your vineyards, and olive trees, your animals, and yourselves. All oh, your hard work. When you see such scriptures, then you are busy I don't know. Tithing is not for me. Okay, continue. Who says continue? Yes, so you make sure you meet first. You pay your tithe first. The moment you get money, separate the tithe. Put it in an envelope. Separate it. Don't separate it on Sunday. Separate it that very day. Yes, then you can start budgeting. Separate it. Put it aside. Put aside your offerings. Offering is not something you should start checking your bodies when you come to church. It is something that you must do from home. How much am I giving to God? He said that you should not appear before me anything. How much am I going to give to God? you separate it in advance? Not when you hear it's offering time. That's when you're busy. I know what happened to some other guy, you know. When he was coming, he was in the bus, he put some money on the left, put some other money on the right. This is uh, the money on the left. That's the tithe that I'm offering I'm going to give. The money on the right. After church, I'm going to go and uh, enjoy myself. The the message in the service was so powerful. It's giving time. It goes to the right and puts everything there. Unfortunately for him, you can't go to the church treasurer and say there is money that I've given by accident. <laughs> but you see, what I'm trying to say to you is, put your giving first. Don't let the devil talk you out of this. This is vital because it is spiritual. This is the hand of God being released into all the areas of your finances. And then typing is not for people who are working only. It. it doesn't matter that you're not working. As long as you are receiving money from that money, separate. Learn to give and to enjoy doing it. Say amen. good amen. Let's go back to investments now. Ecclesiastes level from this one. We're going to read from the New Century Version. Invest what you have. Why? Because after a while, you will get a return. Now, what did the Lord say? after a while? That means that you will not get your profits the very day you invest. They are times where you invest and it takes time. God says, be patient. After a while, you will get a return. Read for me, there's two now. One to go. Invest what you have in what? Different. I don't hear you. Invest in what? Several different. So I told you, if you only have one business, as far as scripture is say, you have started. It's good, but don't stop here. That's more. It says invest in
1: several
0: different businesses. Several let in. In the name of Jesus, receive wisdom, receive grace, and the power to invest in several businesses. Say it with the men. Several, several. Ni nakasho to kanga. God says, do. Several. What else? There are people I know, they have been selling for 20 years, I know them. How far are they going? Not very far. They say, this is the only thing I can do. God says, you are not working with wisdom. Wisdom says, you must invest yourself. As a matter of fact, your first business is not even for you to eat and enjoy yourself. It was to prepare. For more investments, meaning that when you start your first business, you should start thinking of not you should not start thinking of how you are going to wear the best hairstyle, wear the best clothes. With your first business, you are thinking of the next business. This business must lead to more businesses. From those other businesses, they will now start paying for my clothes. They will now start paying for my hair. They'll start paying for my transport, my car. If you have a job, that's the first one God expects you to have. From there, He says, use that job to invest in other things. Look, look, at, look at this wisdom in play. Huh? Teacher, let's look at teachers, let's talk about teachers for a minute. You are a teacher, that's nice. You're working very well. Eh? Everything was going well until COVID 19. Schools are closed. You have nothing. Why? Maybe because they didn't read this scripture. Or maybe because somebody didn't speak to you. That it was not wise for you to have a job only. And now you are waiting for schools to open in 2021. What if the government says from now onwards, education will be online? Only. It means your investment in education starts. As you learn to use it differently, you wasted your money. Are are you getting what I'm telling you now? (laughs) Me, I'm comfortable with my career. You are comfortable now. But this is what the speaker says. Go back today to verse two. Let's go back to verse two. Invest what you have in several different, different, different. Businesses. So when I say different businesses, I'm not talking about you have uh, uh, five stands, ten stands. That's one business in five different places. <laughs> the scripture says different. Now this is what I'm comfortable with. Uh, he says different. I'm just a farmer different. huh you found crops okay now start buying cows <laughs> start getting uh start getting caught and then find something else to do and more different say amen uh, why does it tell you this it is because you don't know what disasters might happen by COVID-19. That's the word of God. You don't know what disasters might happen. Hmm? This guy is just a farmer. And anywhere he visit the land, he has lost all his crops. He's now crying. I don't know why I have nothing. It's because you only invested in one business. And when that thing attacked, it attacked your only business, one and only, and you will start. He said, but pastor, I don't have money. Talk to my wife, Pastor Grace. Well. She'll teach you how you can make money without money. Huh? Talk to her. You want to get details, talk to my wife. She'll tell you where you can start. Because like I told you earlier, money is more than the quaters and the donors." Is anything that can give you purchasing power? Uh-huh. If you can network. See, let me tell you something. Your network determines your net worth. Anybody who can learn to network can increase their network. That's what I'm telling you, you talk to my wife, she talks to you well. Then you learn how to rise, you will pray, but then God is going to send a rain over the works of your hands remember what we said when we were studying this month we said that god was going to pour out rain but it was our responsibility to put something in the ground for him to multiply and if you put nothing you'll get nothing as a matter of fact it's not just nothing we call it nothing because it's negative if rain comes and finds the resources in the ground we will grow some people the only thing that grows in their lives are bills So God tells you to be wise. Praise the lord Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's read verse verse four. So He tells you to invest because uh, you don't know what disaster might come. Praise the Lord. Did that get Did that get to you? Did you get that? Yes, Me and a landlord, I have several houses, uh, several businesses, several businesses. Huh? There are times where this nation has experienced heavy floods, who want to rent your house, let us it. Now you are in trouble. Several businesses. Say, I hear you. I hear you. Uh-huh. Very good. Now, verse 4. Those who wait for perfect weather never plant seeds. I know I have quoted some money. Here is the thing about money. If money finds you without a plan, it is already wasted. Yes, sir. Money should never find you without a plan. Have you ever received money you, you do not expect? And then you are in town. of oh, dear God. <laughs> That's how the money... You see and you say, I like that. How much? I, I, think, I think by the time you realize the money is finished, you have not even done anything that was going to contribute to your growth and progress in life. Because money found you without a plan. Then you start saying, I wish, I wish I had this business idea before I got that money. Have a plan now. Don't wait for perfect wealth. Don't wait for perfect conditions. Start now. This word is not coming to you by accident. This is God speaking to you. Start now. It doesn't matter that you have started small. The Bible says your matter age should greatly increase. The Bible says don't despise humble beginnings. Start from somewhere. In a race, it's not how you start that matters. It's not where you finish. Now, he says, the one who waits for to look will never plant seed. Praise the Lord. Those who look at every plant will never have his crops. Verse 6. Let's read verse 6 together. One want to go. Uh-huh. Plant early in the morning and work because what? Will succeed. They might both. What is it telling you? Investing is a risky venture. As a matter of fact, I'll show you from scripture that even God t- takes risks. Did you know that when God said his son to die for us, it was a risk he was taking? He made that investment. But he's also suffering loss to that investment. He gave his son, invested his son for the salvation of the whole world. Not everyone would get saved. So if you are waiting to find a business that will give you 100% profits, then you are trying to tell me that you are wiser than God. Because even God himself makes investments that don't bring 100% returns. I'll show you from the parable of the seed how God sows seeds. He sows seeds to four grounds and only got a harvest in one. <laughs> it's scripture. It's God. It's God. They did not bring back the they brought back nothing and he was offended. And then he says, I'm going to put more in that which produces. You read the parable of the talents. The, the master gave his talents to everyone. Gave his money to everyone. What did he expect? He expected that man to bring back profits. One guy retained everything that he was given. Nothing but it. He was angry, but he gave it to him anyway. So the scripture says, you've got to plant any, invest any. Look at first mass. Are you aware of the people who started doing this first are the ones who made money? You start, you start working on investments right, right now, producing investments, You're not going to make any money. The Bible says plant any. While others are busy discussing, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They are those who are doing and they are making money. Huh? There's power problems, and other things. Okay, power, 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 It's done, millions have entered. By the time you realize, I think we should start buying power price, we are too late. Plant A. Plant A. You see an opportunity. Now, you see, if all you have is um, this money to start, then you've got to be very careful. But if you already have a business and several more businesses, then the risk will not cost you a lot. Because if it doesn't work, you still have several businesses to pay your rent and to take care of this other stuff. I'll show you another speaker. Stay here with me. So he says, there are risks. Proverbs 19, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 2 from the New Century of Revelation. Enthusiasm without knowledge is not good. Hey, there's this business People are making money. Okay, how are they making money? I don't know, but they are making money. Enthusiasm without knowledge is not good. I think I should put my money in there. Don't put your money without knowledge. Enthusiasm without excitement. <laughs> uh, These guys are making money. Did you, did you see that, that thing that was happening on social media where people were talking about, we're making money, we're making money, and then ah, some people were too excited, they put in their money, that's, that's when they are watching on TV that this is the <laughs> Meanwhile, that was not the first time someone had come up with such a point scheme. Records are there on the internet, but the problem is people are lazy to research. You want to find out where is this business coming from? They're telling you put your money here in one month, you're going to get fifty times more. Okay, <laughs> this is nice, but uh, how long has this company been in existence? Who has done it and has excelled in it? You receive a message, they say, send in this money and then you'll get in that know, How?
1: <laughs>
0: how? Unless they're to the supernatural, but how? <laughs> you ask serious questions. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, he says, enthusiasm without knowledge is not good. Look at the next verse. The next part of the verse. If you act too quickly, you might have made a mistake. But then the, the other scripture says don't take too long to act. But then here he says, don't have to investigate. Find out. Follow up. Ask questions. Don't say, I know that brother is doing well in the business. Okay. Research. Find out. Don't make mistakes. Say good amen. 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 Now, let me take you to another area. God is a business guy. God is a businessman. Right now, God is doing business. Right now. Yes, sir. Hmm? The Bible calls the word of God a seed. A seed planted is an investment because it brings a return. So that means God is an investor. And that's why when you receive the word of God, God expects profits from that word. He said to those who received the word in the Old Testament that the word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith in their hearts. He uses business language. He says there was no profit. The word did not profit them. As a matter of fact, the word of God is God's number one sense. God treasures his word more than anything, more than the world, because the word created the world. And he expects every Christian to treasure his word. You see, your harvest is determined by your investment. And God, you see, when you say, I want healing, God is saying, this is the investment that you must receive into your heart, my word. I'm going to show you a number of things here. Write this down. You cannot harvest the way you have not invested. That means our harvest in life are determined by our investments. It says God cannot be more so every man sows, shall he also reap. Praise God. So when you're receiving the word of God, you're receiving God's price possession. You're receiving something more important. That's why Job said, I have treasured your way more than my necessary food. That's what Proverbs tells us, that the word of God should be desired more than silver in God. And so I, I clap for you for coming. I applaud you. It means that you know what really matters in life. Jesus says to Martha, one thing is needful. And he's talking about the word of God. Jesus said to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Remember what? The word of God is more important than anything in this life. You must treasure the word of God. As a matter of fact, God interprets your love for the word, for hearing the word, and doing the word and sharing it as love for Him. As a matter of fact, anyone who does not love the word of God, who does not have to listen to the word, and does not have to act on the word and share the word, does not love God. John chapter 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you keep my commandments. In verse 23, it says, the one who has my words and does them, he it is that loves me. Meaning that if you raise your head and say, I worship you, Lord, I love you, and you don't love the word, when it's time for the word of God, you are sleeping, you are lying, you don't love God. You're walking in the truth. So when I spend time in the word, I'm telling God I love you. When I pray because the word says so, not because I feel so, I'm telling God I love you. This time I'm acting on the words, it's a romance between me and God. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we are laying hands on you and praying for you, you know what we're doing? We are preparing you for the word. That's like clearing the land. Plowing the field so that the seeds should be planted. Hallelujah. And then the word benefits you. When you receive the word of God, if you say, how do I know I've received it? There will be joy in your heart. And you will express that joy. That's how come I can stand here and know whether people are receiving the word or not. If it doesn't just joy, then you are not, you're not not it. to. It means that it has not been treated Your soul. Because before it can reach your spirit, it must go through your soul, touch your mind, touch your will, touch your emotions. There should be an emotional reaction to this mixture, the mixture of the word with your heart, with your soul, before it can reach your heart. I'm going to show you scripture now. Are you ready? Yes. Hallelujah. Ready now, how does seed benefit the ground? Let me, let me show you something. When a seed is planted, here's how it benefits the ground. Huh? It covers the ground. It covers the nakedness of the ground. Any ground that has not received proper seed is an added ground. Meaning that each time goes you are receiving goals, word, you are being unified. Any form of nakedness in your life is being covered. But then this takes patience because when the seed falls, it must be hidden in the ground first before it germinates and manifests. And then again, it fills the field with what it talks about. The Word of God fills your life with what it talks about. This is how it benefits you. Praise God. But how does it benefit God? It benefits God when the harvest has come. He sanctifies God. He gives him glory. John 15, verse 8, he said, In this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. And then he also benefits God by allowing men to call for more of that word through your testimony. Through your testimony. So God is expecting that from every word you get, glory should come to him. He is making the investment for his glory. He is making the investment for the spread of his glory. Testimonies. Let's look at several investments God makes. Mark chapter 4, verse 15. Mark 4, verse 15. And these are there by the wayside, where the word is sown. Watch this. But when they have heads, where? When they have head, right? The moment they hear, what happens? Satan cometh immediately. Is the Lord. Where does the devil come? Talk to me. Where does the devil come? Immediately when what? When the word says this is your year of harvest, Satan comes immediately. When the word says you are healed, Satan comes immediately to try and contradict thy word. The word came. This is my son, and all my world peace. The Bible tells us Satan came and said, "If you have the son." The word comes, you have a great destiny. And then the devil scares up their hearts of certain people. They come to you and say, You are foolish. You are useless. Nobody likes you. Nobody knows you. You don't know. It's the devil who has sent them. Satan comes immediately. Immediately. Each time you receive the word, expect the devil. I'm not trying to scare you. This is scripture. Each time you receive the word, expect the devil. To show up, to challenge that word, and be ready to defend that word. Be ready to fight with that word. A good fight in faith. And what is he coming? He's not coming after you, he's coming after that word. Because he knows if it gets into your heart, it will change your life forever. So the Bible says, them comes immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. Let's read it from another vision, uh, another uh, record. We're ready from Mark now let's go to Matthew. Matthew 13 verse 19, very quickly. When everyone hears the word of the kingdom and that's what understands its words, then come in the way they go. oh, now you begin to get a clear picture. You see, when you study Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you are looking at people giving reports. They are giving these reports to different people, so they are looking at them from different angles. That's why I have taken it from Mark. I've shown you what Mark is seeing. Then I'm taking it and Matthew is seeing. Matthew is saying the person who loses the word is the person who does not understand. That's why I keep emphasizing write notes. Because when you write it notes and you miss the message, you miss what was said. You can go back and read. It means that you have stored that seed. It can be replanted. During your meditation time, you say, ah, I love this number but you won't catch it in church. Yeah, you can be replanted, but if you're not written it, you've lost it. We sent your voice of audios, listen to them, play it. You'll be amazed what you did not hear when you were in church. So he says, the reason the devil takes away the word successfully is because they are not understood. Ah? And cast away that which was sold in his hand. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Let's look at it from Luke. Luke chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. The Bible says, Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those that are by the wayside are there that are here. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. Why? Lest they should believe and be saved. Now you get Mark, you get Matthew and Luke, you put all this together. The devil is coming immediately. If you will succeed or fail it depends on how much the person has understood the way he has received. And then an understanding leads to faith. You cannot believe a message you have not understood. Praise God. Now, this seed has fallen where? By the wayside. Okay, now you understand why this person did not understand. The wayside is a the roadside. There is too much business on the roads. Come on now. No farmer intentionally plants seed on the roads because it can't grow. There are just too many activities here. Birds can come and pick it up. Animals can come and pick it up. People can stumble over it. There is too much activity here. What am I trying to talk about? Your attention. Somebody is in church, they are busy thinking about hope, oh, they are thinking about this, they are thinking about that, and then by accident, the way they does their heart. They do not even expect it. They say, ah, I think pastor is talking about me, this is me. Amen, 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 amen. But you understand, you missed everything we said. Because you were thinking about something else. Attention. Pay hey, attention. Tell them pay hey, attention. attention. Mark chapter 4, verse 16 to so Let's look at another heart, another investment here. So God invested in this heart. There is no fruit for him. Because the person did not take the word. In. And notice that in, in, in the first heart that we looked at, there is no emotional reaction to the word. Because the word did not enter, it only fell, and then it was picked up. The stony heart. And these are they like wives, which are sown on stony ground. Or oh, when, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. See how they have receive this word? With gladness. These guys immediately, hallelujah, they get the word. Now look at verse 17, and have no root in themselves. That word does not go deeper. Why? They have no time for meditation. They only hear the word, they don't meditate. Meditation drives the word deeper into your heart. So the roots of the word did not go deep. Look at what happens now. And so endure but for a time. They endure but for a time. They keep that word for a short period of time. Afterward, now look at this. Look at it, look at the scripture. It's very important. You don't miss this. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, for the word's sake, for the word's sake. Because of the weight, what happens to these guys? Immediately they're offended. I thought, I thought, I thought, Pastor, I thought Pastor is a true man of God. He said to me that uh, I'm going to get a job. I've applied in several places, no one has given me a job. When they go that way, they celebrate it. He applied, nothing is happening. Say, ah, oh, I have a job. Yes, I have a job. I have a job. I have a job. I have a job. One I have a job. Two I have a job. Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> these men of God of nowadays, they are offended. They received it with blindness immediately, but endured only for a time. Meanwhile, other people are coming back with testimonies. Same words. Huh? You are in Jesus, name. Amen. Amen feeling the pain, but they still decline, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm, <sighs> I'm going back to work tomorrow. They try to wake up in the morning, they can't get out of bed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. After five days, ah, and I lose the rain, I never cause No, these things are fake, Of Why has that happiness, here is It is for the sake of the world why is that resistance standing for the sake of the world yes. standing just your faith that's why he calls it the trial of your faith it's not every time that you're going to see instant miracles i'm telling you the truth it's not every time that's what the bible says don't get tired in doing good for in due time you shall live if your face not. and you see the devil knows that there is such a scripture in the bible so he will work very hard to make your faith. It's as a matter of fact, it is when your due time is close that the pressure rises. The moment you begin to see that things are getting harder and harder, don't cry. Count it on joy! Why? Right. You are very close. You are closer than you stand But if you faint, you will not faint. You would have wasted your prayer time. You would have wasted the fast things. You would have wasted the seeds you start concerning that situation, you would have all gone to waste and you'll be bitter and angry at God, angry at his servants, angry at everyone. He says, they are offended. Let's look at it from another book. Luke chapter 8, verse 13. Look at it from another angle. May you with me quickly. Luke chapter 8, verse 13. He says, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Am I hearing some joy in the house? I said, You are blessed in Jesus' name. So he says, They receive the word with joy. He shows you how to receive. You receive the joy. Amen. Amen. No, no, no. It must come from this. The response must come from this. They receive this, they receive the word with joy. And then he says, And these have no roots. He says, Which for a while believe? They believe for a while. (laughs) For a while, they believe for a while. He says, and in time of temptation, for a while. they believe when everything is okay. When trouble comes, they give up. They don't know the reason trouble has come is because of that word. They don't know that there is promotion on the other side of that temptation. They don't know that if they stand their ground and put the word of God to work without fail, they will see a greater reward. They don't know. The Bible says God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. Diligently. Diligently. Not casually. You can't take the things of God casually. You take them casually, you end up a casualty. I'm telling you the truth. These ones they believed for a while. For a while. Every year they are waiting for a better year. This is my year. They believed. From January to February, the 2020 was their year. Now they are waiting for 2021. They will believe in January. I'm telling you, 31st, uh, will have all nights, they will update. Rece- this is your year of shining. They will shine. January, February, shine. The remaining parts of the year, uh, they are waiting for another year. They believe for a while. But blessed are those who believe to the end. You keep that word. He said, Devil, you are a liar. Let God be true and every man a liar. Devil, you are a liar. Circumstance, you are a liar. I am what God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. It's a lie. I am not dying. It's a lie. I am not feeling. It's a lie. God is Like? They are telling us we shouldn't trust the scriptures. The scriptures says all things are. Lost. They believe that when they have a car. They believe that when they have a house. They believe that when they have money. When these things go there physically, they say, oh, "I know, I know." what. <laughs> let me take you to another heart. Luke eight, verse fourteen. The first guy did not even understand anything. This second guy is offended offended. I paid my tithe. I paid my partnership. I've done everything. Why has this double come oh, Offended. I'll never do this again. I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry. And that which fell among thorns are they. Thoughts. Already okay, there is something that is growing. And God has planted something in there. He says, these are the people which when they have hate. Go forth. It are choked. What is choking the word? Number one, it says, cares. You think it's fashionable to work You are destroying God's investments. God has invested His word in your spirit. Now you are allowing chaos I know what the Bible says. I know. I just need encouragement. You don't need encouragement. You need to take the words. Take the word. Get rid of those. Get rid of those thoughts. Cares. And then it talks about riches. It doesn't explain it very well. Because it may mean that money can choke the word of God. But that's not the case. It says, riches, and what? Treasures of this life. Treasures. He says, they choke the word. There is time for that word to be watered. We're having a prayer session you don't want to attend. Why? You are watching football. The pressures of this world. <laughs> are, you, are you getting what I'm telling you? Yes. And some people, they involve themselves. Listen, the Bible tells us that sin is pleasurable. Are you here on the telephone? No, no, no. There's no man deceiving you. Sin is sweet. Yes, sir. Read your Bible. Okay. You are in church. You are here. You hate me. I say, sin is sweet. You're all quiet now. <laughs> the Bible says Moses had to make a decision between the pleasures of sin which are for a moment and to suffer the gospel, He chose to suffer the gospel. So he tells you that sin is pleasurable pleasure for a moment. For a moment. When Adam and Eve ate from that tree, they enjoyed themselves. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Eve enjoyed That's why she gave to her husband. If it was bitter, she would have thrown it down and said, don't eat. Honey, don't eat. This is bitter. It was sweet. When a man is fornicating, whatever he's doing, he's enjoying himself. The treasures of sin are for a moment. And so you find people in telling sin, and as a result, the devil gets a chance to condemn them, and therefore cripple their faith in the word. Now, if they can't take the word of God seriously because of the crippling effect of condemnation, the enemy is telling them, you don't deserve to be used by God. God has said, You are a great man of God. You're going to do amazing things. Now you can't even pray. Because each time you start to pray, Father, Father, you. And then you say, Father, Father, you. (laughs) You don't know you are my son. You are my daughter. We pray together. We work together. You can't even raise those hands. The Bible says you must lift your hands. You know what they're from touching. They are dirty hands. And then every time you want to pray, forgive me. And you even start running away from the sins. You will have the pleasures of sin to chop the word. Let's, give, let's see from Mark chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. You'll get a proper picture from there. And these are they which are so and thought, such as hear the words. And the cares of this world. So he explains. Mark tells us another detail. It's not just cares, it's the cares of this world, the worries of this world. When am I going to get money for my children to pay school fees? When am I going to get this? Hey, hey. You even wake up, you even have midnight warning sessions. You wake up at night just to work. Meanwhile, you could have used the same time you are using to work, the same energy you are using to meditate on the word of God. And you're busy. Hey, I don't know, with the way things are going, with the way. Busy thinking about how things can go wrong. And yet God says to you very well, in play, black and white, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who the God according to His purpose. You said amen. You even got up and saw the seed when you heard that word. And now you're allowing the cares of this world to choke that word. And then He says, what? The deceitfulness of riches. This is Mammon that I've been telling you about. Deceitfulness meaning that you allow money to deceive you he says this will chop the world. now that you have some cash in your pocket you say what do i need prayers for why should i go to church deceitfulness of riches he says trust them that are rich that they should not be high-minded no trust in uncertain riches there was a time when zimbabwe dollar was something all of a sudden they woke up those who saved them, their zimb dollar they walk up and discover things are going terrible. With your sack of dollars, you can only buy bread. Deceitfulness of riches. Deceitfulness of riches. Brother, you should come to church. Ah, you know, you know, there's this new business that I'm starting. Yes, God has told you to start business, but He has not told you to put the business ahead of the salvation of your life. The prosperity of God is the prosperity that benefits your spirits your body and your whole life. He says, I want you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. If you have a job that keeps you from praying, from worshipping, you should be in prayer. Your prayer right now should be for promotion. Your prayer is a things you change if you have time to worship God. That should be your number one prayer. And you see, I've noticed that a lot of Christians are comfortable. Uh, Pastor, Welles, that Everyone understand. I am a hardworking person. i working now. Your spirit is staffed When challenges come, you can't stand your ground. Your faith is not being fed. It is your fears that are being fed every day, because you are hearing people are falling, people are dying of cancer, people are dying of anxiety people are dying of this, they are dying of that, and you have no time to to strengthen your spiritual immune system. No time at all. When you reach home, you are too tired to pray. When you wake up, you are in a hurry, you can't read the <coughs> truth. And when you read grace truth, you just read, and then you don't even say the confession, you just read, okay, no, 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 no. God knows I'm great. It's not about God knows you're great. It's about whether that investment has produced the dividends intended. internet. Has the word produced fruit? the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things. Enter the me. the word, and what? It becometh unfruitful. It shows you that there are things that can make the word of God unfruitful in your life. There are things that can stop your prophecy from manifesting. There are things that can stop your grammar from producing results. It says deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things, the cares of this world. That's what the Bible says, don't worry. You see, when God says don't worry, it's not time to say, my son, don't worry. He, he say, it's a strong instruction. He's telling you if you worry, you see, it's like this, you are expecting. Then he tells you if you worry, you will miscarriage. That's what he's telling you. You have received God's word. Don't allow yourself to worry. Don't allow yourself to fear. Don't even entertain them, right there, and they say, I refuse to fear. I refuse. Don't say, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let The Bible says, we walk by faith, brother, we walk by faith, not by sight. I don't know how this is going to happen. If God said it will happen. It will happen in God's. Yes, Leave the how to him. Do the believing. Yes, sir. Take him at his words. So he says, this is true. So you look at that brother, he, he was supposed to come back with a testimony and go, oh God, didn't come back with us. He came back with more complaints. And now his heart is being hardened more and more because he, he is now getting used to the word not working in his life. And so when he receives the word now, he's not even excited. Before he used to be excited, now he's only really excited because he's getting used. This is becoming a trend in his life. The word is not working. Pray. I've been praying, we have no answers. <sighs> Come to church, we'll teach you the word of God. I already know the scripture. You already know there is no result in your life, you know nothing. The proof of learning is the facts. Any student who says they know what the teacher has taught and they fail an exam, they don't know. They may have heard, but they don't understand. There are teachers in the house. You ask your your students, do you understand? Yes. You understand? Yes, "Yes, teacher. Any question? No question. (laughs) I sure understand. Yes, exam is given. 0%. They do not understand. It doesn't matter that they said they understand. They do not understand. I know what God said, but no, you don't know. Brother, don't even say you know. You don't know. If you are perishing, he says you perish for lack of knowledge. Simple and straightforward. You don't know. I know the Bible says I'm healed. You don't know. If you use that sick. it's not possible to know that and remain sick. Paul says there are people who are ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Meaning that they are learning, but they are not knowing the truth. They are hearing. I ask you right now, how many sermons have you listened to in all your life? How many of those sermons have benefited you? If we were to go and check your notebooks, how many books do you have? Those who have been faithful in writing notes. How many of the content you wrote in those notebooks can be seen in your life? When God gives us His Word, the purpose is that we must become what He talks about. Become living epistles. People should look at you and see the message you hear on Sunday. Exactly. So that everywhere you go, you are preaching. Not just with your mouth, you are preaching with your life you are going around, people are saying, you you are in charge Sister, you, you are in charge you look, you look like you are you have to go under control because you hate that it is producing results in your life let's look at the third part this is the good ground. Matthew 13 verse 23 but he received seeds into the good ground is he that hears the word what does he do? Understands it very important No, you're get an understanding the person understands it which also bear red fruit and bring it forth to so bring it forth some and hundred yeah, some yeah, gifts yeah, some yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. so he says even among those who receive the word around the cloud they have different percentage of fruit bearing yeah. they have different levels of profits. They are those who produce uh, the hundredfold. I mean, a hundred percent, everything they hate is manifested in their lives. And when you look at all these that I've shown you, he tells us that the manifestation of the Word of God is not dependent on God, it's dependent on us.
1: Right. In all this we have read, we
0: see nothing wrong with the seed. We see something wrong with the heart the crown that receives us. If the word works for your neighbor and doesn't work for you, the problem is not the word, the problem is your heart. Here you're not seeing God changing the seed. Say, I think this seed is not okay. I should get another seed. God seed is best seed. He says the same word that was preached to us and has benefited us was preached to them, but it did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in the hearts of them that had it. The, forest, the word did not profit them. So when God is looking at your life, He's expecting His profits, harvests He has invested. When you start crying for that thing that He gave you a word for, you saying, "Where is the profit to the word I gave you?" And here's the thing: when you are ignorant, when you have not received the seed of God's word, you can pray any prayer, God will answer you. Even if it's a wrong prayer, God will answer you. But the moment God deposits his word in your heart, you can no longer pray such prayers and receive a You remember very well when you got born again, the very day you got born again. you prayed all sorts of prayers. God responded. But when knowledge came, God could no longer entertain us. Remember very well that when before we talked to you about health, you got sick, you prayed for healing, healing came. But when we talked you about health, when you prayed for healing, you had to struggle for it to come. God has an expectation. I pray, I pray, I pray, pray, declare, declare, I am healed God is saying you should move from our people yes healthy. I have given you a message concerning health. I have advanced you, grow up! And you yes. wonder why say this is not going, because as far as God is concerned, you don't have it. How do you chase something you don't have? when we told you all things are yours and then you'll turn to God, God I don't have this give it to me, God you don't know what you're talking about anymore. oh you missed what I said I said, God doesn't know, you have need for it what God knows is what he taught you, all things are yours
1: Hallelujah.
0: so he doesn't know that you don't have money He doesn't. nobody in heaven knows that you don't have money and you are praying as, I don't have money, you are saying, are you telling me I'm alive when I told you all things are yours? And then you are expecting that this investor will be very proud that his investment has failed. That's why he said, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Any investor is pleased when his investment brings forth harvest. When what he has planted produces results. In, in John chapter 15, Jesus talks about three levels of fruitfulness. He says, there is he that brings forth fruit. And then he says, when he brings forth fruit, the father is happy. He works on him so that he can bring forth the next level more fruit. And when he brings forth more fruit, he says, the father is excited. He works on him that he can bring forth much fruit. Then he says, it is much fruit that glorifies him. Fruit is not good enough to bring him more. More fruit is not good enough. It is much fruit. Hundred fruits. 30 fold is not okay so 30 foot is not okay it's good but it's not okay. hundred foot. Woo! praise god rise up to your feet please look 18 look 8, verse look 8 verse 15. look 8 verse 15. look chapter 8 verse 15. but that on the good ground let me show you how the fruit was produced. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest, honest and good hearts, having heard the word look at what they do, keep it. I didn't get that. He said, When they get the word, they keep it. They don't lose the word they have gotten. God does not need to remind them three months later. Do you remember what they said? Oh, what did you say God? No, 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 they keep the word. They have the way of keeping it. I've been telling you about not writing. You keep, you keep it there. And then you are meditating on it every day. He says they keep it. They keep it. And what do they do? Bring forth fruit with patience. The fruit doesn't just come because the seed has been sown. He said they bring forth fruit with patience. With patience. With patience. That means they stick to the word. They stick to it. My path is as a shining, it doesn't matter that they are seeing darkness, my path is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. And the more they are saying it, the more it seems it's getting darker and darker. They maintain their confession. St. Joshua, this book of devotion, depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. Adara, confess, declare, pronounce it. Proclaim it day and night, that you may be able to do all that is written therein. It says, "For them you shall make your way prosperous and have good success." Joshua, your prosperity is your responsibility. Your success is your responsibility. I am giving you the tools. I am making an investment into your spirit. The investment is the words. Listen, when you want healing, what God, what God seeks to give you is not healing. It is the way that will produce that healing. It is the way that will produce the money. It is the way that He seeks to give you. I told you, His Word is the most valuable asset God possesses. When God wants to win souls, that soul must hear the Word. It is the Word that will produce the salvation that person needs. As a matter of fact, God has stored His power in His Word. Not only has He stored His power in His Word, He has made His Word His power. So the Bible says the Gospel is the power of God. Meaning that if we ignore the Word of God, we are ignoring God's power. When you see people falling everywhere, it's not enough to produce a change. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 1 that the Spirit moved. There was no change. The Spirit moved was the darkness, darkness did not turn to light. Darkness was still darkness. The Spirit moved. The earth was still empty and form It is when God released the word that there was a change. The earth had to receive the word. God said, let there be lights. And when the word was given, the spirit that was moving acted on that word. I felt the People going to church every Sunday praying over the same thing. Why? When they go to certain churches, they don't hear the words. The protest just pray and shout and shout and shout and they leave the place. If the word has not been planted, if the word is not grounded in your heart, you will not see it in the past. There are dynamics that must be the last declaration I get you. don't say my father used to do this. Everyone has done this, and you are still in the same place, No, It's time for you to move. It was okay for you to take that risk. Now you have seen how I many is working. Change it. Look at hey, verse T verset Bible. Give it to me quickly. Uh, he says, be careful that you don't become missus. He says you miss what you're hearing. You come to church, you miss the message. It did not hit your heart, it did not hit the target. The target was your heart. You heard the grammar, you do not get the words. You hear the speech, you do not get the words. He says, be careful that you don't become missiles of what you hear. Then he gives us a principle, he says, generosity. Bigness, generosity, stickiness in populations. As the more you give, the more you receive. The more you are given and you use well, the more you will be given. God is saying to you, I gave you a plan. I showed you what you should do. You went against it. What should I give you another plan? I give you a plan. You went and did your own plan. What should I give you another plan? I'm not a useless in God's word is an investment to our spirits. And apart from that, the gifts that you have, the talents that you have, and what are the investments? What are you doing with them? Your business lifting your hands and saying, "God, I want more, I want more." God, they say, "What have you done with what you have? I want more power. Who told you you don't have power? What have you done with what you have? I want to see the dead raised. You haven't laid hands on the one on the head. Why should I allow you to dead? You must be careful with what you have. Give me thousands to fish to start with one. I'm not a useless investor. Now see that you won't be wasting his prophetic gifts on you. God now you that you won't be wasting his grace on you, that when you get it you use it well. That is why when you see the people that God taught in the Bible, most of them were active. They were doing something because God knew that if we invest in him, and this will produce the harvest. Apostle Peter was dead in Jerusalem to oppressors like Damascus. God says this is a class to in sentem aqui. One night of favor chosen from the people's cells, a place of limitation to a place of abundance. This will be the people of the God is making a defense of favor in your heart. Right? Receive all this praise in the name of Jesus. I Finances you need for this business that God is blessing in your house to do. In the name of Jesus, and the anointing and the grace that God.